Hi everyone and welcome to the Black Collective Podcast. So before we get into uh, the the sort of podcast and introducing the guests today, I wanted to explain a little bit about why I chose to to do this episode. So I've been working in social research and public policy for around 12 years. Um, and for most of the time, I've never worked with or alongside or shared office space or even had um, engagement with people on the client side that were black men um, in any research or evaluation role. So there are some people who worked in admin or HR or finance roles, but never in the sort of real brains part of the, the organization. Um, and my own encounters with black men really were as research subjects. So people I was interviewing about their experience of X, Y, Z, often in very vulnerable situations. So the more I think about it, um, it felt strange and quite different to, to my life outside of work. Um, fast forward, um, it wasn't until I joined Ipsos that things um, sort of changed and there were, there were more black faces um, within the organization. And this has grown during the time that I've been here. So being in the position that I am now, um, I'm the, the co-chair of the REACH Network and, and associate director in public affairs. I wanted to use this opportunity and this platform to connect with um, black male colleagues, young black male colleagues, and hold a mini career hack to highlight the talent um, that we have at Ipsos and understand um, why people joined Ipsos um, and the experience of social market research so far. So I'm going to go around and introduce each guest. Um, to my right, I have Mfon. Hello, hello, hello. What's your role? A research assistant in the market strategy and understanding division. Um, then we have Johnny. Hi, um, also a research assistant in innovation. And then Dijon. Yeah, I'm a research executive in the trade innovation and enterprise team for the public affairs. So what I'm going to do is if we can each go around and just say well, how you ended up at Ipsos, how long you've been here and what you've been doing. I've been at Ipsos since June. So it's June almost... 2022. Yeah, June 2022. So it's almost coming up to a year now. I'm a placement student. So I'm currently at the University of Bath. How I ended up here was that I was looking for placement opportunities because that was what was in my course. And one of my friends, he did a six month market research placement prior um, to me doing my placement year. And he told me how good market research was. So I was interested in that. And I decided to apply for market research and consulting positions. And here we are. Did you apply for any other organisations? Um, I applied for other organisations that weren't market research. I applied for other consulting positions. So I applied for companies like Acumen. These were a lot more smaller and boutique companies that not a lot of people would have potentially have heard of. And then me, myself as well, um, uni student at Bournemouth, and I was looking for a placement as well. And I didn't even expect to like, get this job as a placement because I applied through... 10,000 black interns and okay. it's normally meant to be like a six week um, internship but then they heard I was also looking for a placement so they decided to give me the placement as well so it was sort of it was good that I just got out of the way as well and now I'm here. And what made you guys 
picked to do a placement year specifically because um, I remember when I was at uni a long time ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> the the opportunity came around and but I was just like, mm, well, I just want to kind of get studies out of the way. Mm. And then I leave uni and I'm like, oh, it would have been a great thing to do because you leave uni with that that work experience and that experience yeah. of doing a year in industry already. Uh, for me, it was just I realised how tough the job market is nowadays. I see a lot of older people talk about how they were able to walk in to any roles that they wanted, which sadly isn't the case anymore. So I thought I wanted to just prepare myself and give myself the best foot in for the real world after I finished university. So I thought, why not get a year in industry? Plus, I wanted to have a good idea of the things that I potentially wanted to do. Like, I find it quite weird that people sometimes don't want to take the opportunity to go out and figure out certain industries that they want to go in and just want to do that straight after uni. Because me, if I then went into a workplace and didn't enjoy what I did, it would just be annoying then having to leave that and find a whole nother role when I could have done a placement year, realised I didn't like it, and then go and learn from that and move forward so that when I finish uni, I have more of a direct idea of exactly what I want to do. Mm. And I'd say, um, well... I thought um, it would be a good decision to take place because obviously you get the experience as well. You sort of know what the like work lifestyle is sort of like. It's also put me in like a good routine as well throughout the year. And like it's sort of like I enjoy it and things like that. It's different from uni, as you all know. But um, yeah, also like what Mfon said, you sort of understand whether this is the sort of direction you want to go in. And then obviously this year without working through it, you can sort of see, okay, maybe... I want to go into something else or, you know, this is maybe what you want to do. So yeah. I've enjoyed it and it's been good. I definitely don't regret taking a placement here as well. Yeah. Great. And John, you, you're yeah. not a placement student. I'm not a placement student, but yeah, that's good to hear that. Like um, there's so many opportunities during university. I wish I took those opportunities, but um, yes, yeah, so I finished university in um, 2018. So I feel like kind of old as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as so I finished I done international relations in my undergrad and then I went on to study a master's at UCL. I've actually done social research and um, social policy, so it's kind of directly related to the job I'm doing now. And then I've been at Ipsos since March 2022, so it's basically a year and two months or something like that. So I've been here like a long, I think that's a long time, I don't know. But um, yeah, so um, just working in the trade and innovation team, so like um, working on like large scale projects for like multi-government um, sort of organised like um, departments, so like HMRC, um, DWP, Department of International Trade. And yeah, so um, that's how I got into Ipsos. And what were you, your initial impressions when you when you started, like your first day, your first week, coming to this building, meeting your team? I, I think for me, um, just like the whole like scale of Ipsos is like massive compared to places I used to work. Like when I've got my first job out of university, it was like a um, a small like research organization like based in Brighton. There's only like maybe like forty people in the actual that like, actually work there. And compared to like Ipsos, just on our floor alone, it's like way more than that sort of thing. So it's like a big organization, sort of like big name and it's quite well known. So like it's very, very different to places I used to work. What about you guys? Um, well, I remember my first day, for example, came in like shirt, like proper <laughs> like, suit, jumper, suit trousers and stuff. My manager instantly was like, you don't have to wear that sort of thing. <laughs> and like it sort of shows how like relaxed um, the environment is here. Um, whilst you're still obviously working hard and things like that, but like instantly sort of getting that relaxed environment sort of feeling makes you fit in 
quicker and like feel part of the company much quicker than maybe other workplaces. So I like that about this place here. Yeah. yeah, for me it was similar to the fact that Ipsos is massive. So people on my team who I work with are also abroad and overseas. So it was mm. quite interesting getting that exposure to realizing how big um, some of the people, some of the clients that you work with are and the amount of people that are there, like going to some of the um, socials and realizing that there's just so many people you don't know. And even your team members also like, we don't know half the people even on the floor, which is quite interesting. But um, I felt quite at home because I also saw a lot of diverse people. This is probably the most diverse place I've ever worked at. So it was quite nice seeing a whole host of different cultures, personalities and people. So I knew that I could fit right in. I feel like everyone just is quite smart for like their first. Yeah, their first yeah, yeah definitely. You've got a good, better, good just, impression. Yeah. And then I remember one of my colleagues was asking about, oh, um, would you ever wear like a tracksuit to work? <laughs> I was like, okay, let's, let's put it to the test. Let's ask our, our business lead. And she said, well, yeah, you can wear whatever. If it's going to make you more comfortable sat at your desk, able to focus more, then that's fine. So um, <laughs> I don't think I've come into work in a full coordinated tracksuit yet, but I've worn tracksuit bottoms. Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't got to that stage yet. Neither. I don't think I will. <laughs> no, that's it. But then I also wear trousers and shirt mm, regularly yeah. as well. I like dressing up every now and then because it's just good to, you know, make sure you still got it. <laughs> <laughs> So what are the type of things that you like about your work in terms of the projects and um, the, the things that you've worked on since you, you've been here and particularly for um, you two because um, your, your time as placement students is probably coming up. What would be like the, the, the big takeaways um, from your Ipsos career so far? Well, I'd say like the stature of brands that you're like, sort of working with because I remember my first two, three months I already had like a project with Coke, like Fanta Sprite. And I just never would have thought I'd be working with these sort of brands at this age, in this stage of my life and things like that. But it's pretty cool seeing like an insight to what the future holds for them. And like knowing that you've played a part in them potentially releasing like a new product that you've worked on is pretty, it's a nice feeling and things like that. And then also how the work is like, flexible to like fit your own time like maybe outside of work and things like that for example working from home because obviously me I play quite a bit of football so I have to work around that like coming into the office um when I have games midweek sometimes um yeah I can work from home more and then obviously make it up and like um upcoming weeks and things like that so I like how flexible and like just the sort of work you've got given is quite big and all that so yeah it's good mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say a similar thing where it's really interesting where you work with big clients and my friends and me interact and potentially even use some of the products that you're helping the clients out with. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty cool seeing it in the market. And um, I would also say that it's been really fun just expanding my knowledge, getting more understanding of some of the different uh ways of working, different work streams, understanding a lot more about data and actually interpreting it and going above and beyond just the normal analysis. Because that's just something I've been interested in, just trying to understand 
people and the consumers and things like that. And so being able to work on big client projects was just something that piqued my interest. And Dijon, obviously, um, in public affairs, we don't do that. We don't, <laughs> we don't service big global clients yeah. in the same way. But who we do service is like big, obviously, government departments. So like, I think for me personally, um, the good thing about this job so far is like the exposure. Like a few times I've um, gone to like, um, to like um, Whitehall, that's a government department and presented there. So like recently I presented for HMRC in their office and stuff. And that's been quite fun to do. So like just getting out of the office, going to other places and like seeing how our research actually like makes an impact on, with stakeholders and things like that. So it's like very um, varied, getting to do different things. Also like the, like the many different projects you work on can be like drastically different to each other. So like it's not doing the same thing constantly. And I know that uh, each ever, each one of you have different passions outside of work. So Johnny, you've mentioned football. Yeah. Tell us a bit about, about um, that. So at the moment playing semi-professionally. So that's sort of like what I've been wanting to do like since I was young. And it's also good that I can also mix that with work and stuff as well. But yeah, I've just been playing football and the company to be fair supported me quite a bit. And they're always like interested in how I'm doing throughout the year. So it's nice to know that even like your colleagues and stuff are like behind your back whilst you're doing your hobbies outside of work. So yeah. And it, where where do you play? Do you play for? Um, well, I've played for three teams this season. I started off at Binfield, which is step four. So that's three leagues of professional. Then I moved to Hartley Whitney, which was the league above. So two leagues off and then ended the season at Westfield, um, more local to me. So um, there's been good season for me as well, personally. And yeah, next season, obviously I'm going back to university, so I'm going to have to find a team near there. So yeah. Do Bournemouth have a good football team? Yeah. Um, what, like the uni? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think I'll probably join the uni team next year and then we'll be playing like unis, like in Fonz, Bath, we'll play against them, <laughs> Bristol, Plymouth. So it'll be pretty good, yeah. You're not going to be playing football. <laughs> nah, I wish I was a baller. I really do. <laughs> but um, for me, I'm I'm passionate about a lot of things. I'm passionate about music. I don't make music as much as I used to. In fact, I barely make music anymore. But I'm going to get in chess for just presenting and things like that. So it'll be cool. Take that further, yeah, yeah. So really, you should be hosting. I should, I should be hosting. I should be hosting. Maybe you'll see me. You hear my name on other Spotify podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, we had to rearrange the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, Dijon um, got a, an injury doing his own. His a own minor, role. minor injury. It wasn't that, but yeah. Um, my main hobbies, I'd say, like are like running. So like, I do mm. run a lot. Trying to get into it more as well. Um. Do like five k's, ten k's, like and longer distances as well. And in what sort of time? Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's alright. It's 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 like it's good, better what, than average. What pace are you like, for? Um, like I'm trying to get a sub like um. So my my next aim is trying to get a sub like nineteen, like um five k. I'm trying to get like a, also a sub um like um forty and ten k as well. But like um yeah, it's going it's going well. So I'm like, trying to train for that. And then also cycling as well. But to be honest, um, I cycle less than I should because I just, at times it can be quite a bit um, of uh, uh, just effort just to get on your bike, to be honest. But yeah. Mm. yeah. So is it running, cycling? What about 
Swimming. No, I can't. 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 I because I've only been here for nearly a year, there's not much that I don't really like. I feel like everyone that I immediately work with is really encouraging and supportive. I enjoy the team I'm in. I, I think I'm very lucky at the team I'm in because it's nice and it's quite sociable as well. And they do a lot outside of just working hours to supplement everyone's social life but um what about that time that you were copying those rows of figures and putting oh, them into another part of the excel oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bay, bay it out <laughs> no i'm just saying are you sure like it's all okay it's not all it's not all glitz and glamour but i just feel like it's just part of the process um but yeah i will say there are times when there's a lot of data you're managing and handling and I guess in the division I'm in, it's a lot more fast paced than other divisions. Sometimes, you know, I'm looking at some of the other grads in other divisions and I'm thinking I'm working harder than you for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I quite like it because I like the mm. industry specific for what I do. So I quite enjoy it. But yeah, sometimes it's quite dynamic and quite a lot. But yeah. Um, for me, I'd I'd say maybe sometimes when you get project work, it can get repetitive, like you're doing the same thing. Whereas like sometimes you want a bit of, you know, diversity in what sort of work you're doing, but obviously it's not always their fault because certain points of the year, there might not be that much projects going and it might just be that same one. So mm-hmm. I can't complain, but if I was to be picky, that would probably be something I'll change like just having a variety of different sorts of projects but other than that obviously like Unfun said we haven't really been here for that long just coming up to a year now there's not really been too much that to complain about about working in this company yeah um for me like you mentioned the whole like data excel thing yeah. but for me like there's fast like um finding more efficient ways to I think those tasks are like uh sort of necessary you have to do them. It's not the most fun task, but you have to like find sort of like um, creative ways or like more efficient ways to do things that can make it turn it to like a, like a learning experience for yourself 100%. sort of thing. But like maybe like instead of using Excel, you could like try to like learn SPSS, for instance, or like things like that. Try to make it like a learning development sort of um, task rather than sort of boring, sort of tedious thing to do. That makes sense. Yeah, mm. I feel like because we do lots of different tasks and some... Mm they're good for different things. So like data checking, yeah. like whether you're checking like tables, um, script checking, those type of things. Like they're good to just, that's a good time to put on a podcast or listen to some music. Yeah. And then yeah. you can just get through it. It's like a good like Friday, I don't know, a Friday afternoon task mm. to do. Mm-hmm. I, where I don't like, um, is it again, it's, it's the repetition thing, but it can be like different. So like they've got a project with lots of interviews. By the time you've done like 20 or 30, the stories begin to be like the same. So mm. yeah. 
it's like no one's saying anything that's sort of like that interesting anymore um and yeah i don't i don't particularly enjoy that um as much but before you know it you've moved on to another project and so yeah. you've got something else to to like take your interest in yeah, I think that's the thing. You won't enjoy all of your projects as much as you say you do, like you want. But because obviously we're doing different projects, working with different clients, there'll always be something that you do enjoy. So like you can sort of um, get through the ones you don't enjoy by you sort of like looking forward to ones you do enjoy sort of thing. Yeah. I guess for me, something I would also add is because I work on a tracker, so I work on a long-standing project. So I work for the same client. So I guess something for me I would also say would that it would be very interesting to work on different projects and with different types of clients and industries. That would be quite interesting. Do you want to explain for the people who don't know? Yeah, what a tracker is. Like I work on a few tracker surveys. So it's like following the same respondents over time. Like maybe they change yeah. sometimes, that sort of thing. So like um, with the tracker surveys, just like following the same sort of individuals over time, like businesses, for instance, I find it quite um it's more easier because you have like previous years, like projects, like mm. folders you can refer to and it's easier um, to set up because you like, you sort of know what you're doing because you just base like what you're going to do this year, for instance, on like previous years. The process is already. Yeah, it's yeah. already set in place. Already. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I would say. It's, it's a lot more set up and there because it, when I joined, the tracker had been going on for a lot of years prior so I everything was there so I didn't have to necessarily go through a lot of the whole project life cycle and because of there's a lot of people and the client's so big I work within a specific section of a project so I didn't necessarily even get exposure to certain other parts mm -hmm. but yeah a tracker's for me is quite interesting because you also have just loads of different divisions within the tracker so there'll be like project management research and development and then you have researchers you have a whole host of different people that are trying to make it so efficient so that there's a quick turnaround of the data and you're getting the insights you need and you're just getting it out and you're doing that and then lastly what are your hopes for the future i'm going to start with the john first because you guys are in your placement year mm. so yeah. it's a bit different but um yeah i suppose what your hope for the future? Do you see a, a long career in, in social research? Um, yeah, I think for me, like just, um, I see, yeah, I do see a career in social research going forward. I think I want to get more involved in like project management. So like, um, so like directly like liaising with like clients and sort of being, um, taking more responsibility for like, um, even sort of like line managing in the future as well. Um, helping like other researchers um, develop as well. So like doing that in the future going forward. Um, for me, um, future wise, I've like, I've enjoyed this placement. So I'd be interested in going back into market research after, but cause I've also got other friends at uni who are also on placement. They're doing things in other sort of departments in the business world. So like it sort of got me intrigued that what if I join that sort of um, department, what would it be like? Would I enjoy it more sort of thing? So I don't know, I, I'll still keep my options open, but also I know what market research is like. So I wouldn't be complaining if I went straight back into it after yeah. uni, I'd say, yeah. For me, I'm of two minds, you know, um, as you get older, you get to the decision where you, do you want to chase your dreams? 
other passions you want to pursue or do you want to go with the most viable and the easiest options so i could potentially go into market research go into consulting i find business consulting quite interesting because your consultant businesses on their problems and operations and i think it's something that's very useful especially because i think in the future i would love to have a potential business on my own however on the other hand if there was an opportunity to pursue passions i would love to just go into presenting and you know you'd see me on your tv big or smiley and <laughs> that would be lovely i could do a little sport you know a little bit of just be just a media personality i'll just be everywhere you know you see me on strictly one day <laughs> you see me doing a youtube thing the next you never know you you're never gonna know. do strictly first oh no strictly <laughs> strictly is when i'm cemented yeah, can you dance no 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 i'm just saying like presenting Oh, oh okay. present, obviously presenting strictly. I think you should crazy. go on strictly first. Yeah, <laughs> do I, I definitely first. have the moves for it. <laughs> Maybe win and then and then come back. That's yeah. how, like how Alicia Dixon did. Yeah. she smashed it and then she came back yeah. as a judge. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If someone ever wants to, you know, bring X Factor back, I'm ready. But <laughs> 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 but yeah, it'll be interesting. Just yeah. do a whole host of different things. Do you think I agree with him as well? Because like with football as well, if there's an opportunity there, like, man, I'd, I'd take that in a heartbeat as well. But obviously you've got to think of, you, know, you think like sometimes like realistically and things like that. Say if it doesn't happen, you need to know what else you want to do sort of thing. So, How long do you think you see yourself here at Ipsos? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if I do change, I'd want to like change like life drastically so like, move country mm. work somewhere far away from computers and word documents and excel <laughs> and ms teams, <laughs> MS teams. I, hear that, I, hear that. I was thinking about tree surgery the other day <laughs> like cutting down a tree but you know yeah something that's like or something that that helps people a bit more directly because i like my job because we kind of help people from from a distance so you know government want to implement a policy or a new brand or something and you sort of help them work out the, the best way to to deliver that or, or provide that service or brand um but the time scales are very long and you feel quite different distant and removed i want to do something that is, yeah. is more directly mm. connected i haven't decided yet i haven't really mm. been thinking about it i know that i want to live in another country at some point so yeah. i think i might pursue that and then mm. see see what opportunities mm. arise from that it might be working at ipsos in another country who knows mm. or it might be doing something completely yeah different. i've got a question actually obviously i'm 21 he's 20 what advice do you give to us after we finish uni going into like the working lifestyle I'm 34, so I just just we're we're putting up. <laughs> so I've been here a while. Um, so I'm granddad. That's <laughs> <laughs> a vibe. You guys are in a better situation now mm. at 20 and 21 than I was at 20 and 21. Mm. You've had a taste of the the job market. You seem to have level-headed, head screwed on, have like your passions that you're interested in and quite dedicated to, as well as um, you know getting valuable work experience and stuff yeah. so i think um just just make sure that you you're thinking about a, a plan in the future you work somewhere or do something that you you see real value in and where where you feel valued 
Um, and yeah, work hard. Yeah, I think with each generation, I feel like they get a lot more screwed on in terms of corporate world quicker. Because one thing I always keep on hearing is people say, oh, this generation, they've had like five internships. They'll have a placement and then they'll go to work. Whereas like back in my day, I didn't have to do anything, this and the third. Mm. But even through all of the experience, it's still a lot of people who are still lost and confused. So I was lucky. Mm. So I did an internship. Um, Barney did one and it was paid. And then I made, so it was a political think tank. Mm. I thought at the time I wanted to go into politics and then I worked there. Like I liked it, but I felt like it made me compromise like my, my values a little bit too much. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, around like strange things. So like I worked on like a climate project and they were like, oh, we're like, we're energy neutral. Where I was sort of like, well, I think, you know, carbon emissions are bad. I'm not really too keen on nuclear. Um, I've sort of softened now, but that's that's sort of what I what I thought at the time. Um, and then, but the impression that I made there, they really helped me to then try and get me a job somewhere else after just yeah the relationships that I made with people there. Mm. Um, and then that kind of I didn't really intend to end up. So I, my my degrees, my undergrad and masters were in social and public policy. Didn't really intend to end up working here, but here we are. I'm working in the in the industry. Um, that I studied that, but mm. I didn't do, I didn't have to do five unpaid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like this generation as well, there's a lot more like resources for all of us to use before actually doing like either completing uni or doing apprenticeship. So like it sort of helps us get to that ne next stage in life sort of, well, maybe not always quicker, but sort of like you, you're set on what you want to do from like an early point in life because half my mates just went straight into work and like now they're already doing well, like working in bank and stuff like that. Half of them gone to uni and they will go on to doing the same things and stuff like that or going beyond that. So I feel like our age now, there's been a lot for us to sort of work with to get us to where we are now sort of thing. I was going to ask you, um, the 10,000 black interns. Yeah. How did you find that experience? Um, so my auntie sent it to my mum and said that um, she thinks that it would like, help me out quite a bit. Because at the time as well, I was struggling to find a placement as well. Because like, I applied to like SAP, Samsung, but didn't get to any of them. And then I just thought, okay, I'll sort of give it a go, put in my CV and everything. And then they sort of, just gave you a set of business you didn't get to choose. And then I saw Ipsos and I think my mum has heard of Ipsos before and she said that would be a good one to sort of work with. So I um, carried on the processes, did all the interviews and everything and I sort of felt comfortable as well with how it was. It seemed like a good place to work and then, yeah, it worked out in the end. But yeah, I definitely recommend people who are even looking for just internships or placements to use 10,000 black interns because um, obviously it's for companies that are looking to be more diverse, which is like why we're here today, yeah. for example. So yeah, it definitely helps and out. And they provide like, they provide you support and like preparation for, for the workplace, right? It's not yeah. just like, yeah. they're not just the, 
the middleman. No, well. no, and like throughout this year as well, because you like make your own account on the website throughout the year. They're always emailing you, sort of checking how you're doing. You can write messages to people on it, so it's not like once you just get that internship or placement, they leave you for the rest of the year. They're sort of always staying in contact, which is a good thing. Yeah. And Dijon, did you do any like? internships or anything how did you fall into because you mentioned that you worked for a company in brighton how yeah you... yeah that was a small like, research organization to be honest after uni um i was just asked my undergrad so i done international relations i was just like applying for sort of any sort of like graduate research job like not really caring about the sort of um industry sort of thing um and then eventually i was just working like odd jobs for like a year just to like um because i didn't really know what i wanted to do sort of thing and then um, I can't remember exactly how I stumbled across like social research. So I just applied to like do a master's in social research and like social research methods at UCL. And then I just knew I wanted to get into like market research somehow. And then obviously I knew about Ipsos and then sort of like the dots connected, but like apply for like Ipsos. Um, then I started in this role like a year ago. So yeah, so, but, but before that I was working somewhere else in market research as well. So like I sort of had that knowledge of how it would be but it's like continued that path, basically. You worked at the other company before doing the masters. Um, no, after, after. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, after. Um, guess I've sort of like tried to like apply for like every sort of like research intern sort of job. And at first, I was a research intern there after the masters, and then that just sort of converted to like a permanent position. And because it was quite small and based on Brighton, I sort of wanted to come to like a bigger sort of organization. That's sort of like more like I don't know impact, for instance. So like that's how I sort of came across Ipsos and then I applied for Ipsos. Final question, and this is just a bit of a fun one because it's something that I struggle with. When your friends ask you what you do, or family, or anyone, how do you describe it? Ooh, it's, it's so hard. My mum still doesn't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I don't really know, to be honest, that's a good question. Um, with me, I say, well, I describe this company as like a market research company that like sort of helps other companies um, get results on like, say if they want to release new products and things like that, they, we sort of supply them the results and it sort of helps them uh, make a decision on whether to release the product, product or make a change on it or if they don't need to. Yeah, I kind of say that I do consumer insights, helping brands in understanding the market and the dynamic environment in which their business is in. I think I think you've got it easier. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think for us, I think probably for us, because like we work in the public affairs team. People just assume like Ipsos is like market research and it's like marketing, but it's like obviously we have a social research side, which is like very different to like mar mm. like market research in a way. That's sort of similar. Yeah, but it's like hard to kind of explain. Yeah, it'll be harder for you guys. I have yeah. to explain like, so I work I work for the government, but Not. it doesn't sound as important as. As that sounds <laughs> important. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, see, but I'm a private, it's a private company and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then like, basically when they, when they make a policy or they make a change, they have to, to do lots of engagement and research to understand how they do it. And then people normally switch off. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. This has been another episode from the Black Collective podcast. Stay tuned for more. Our next episode will be on intersectionality. As it's June, I'd also like to take the opportunity to 
commemorate the 75th anniversary of Windrush, please look out for a blog entry with more detail on Windrush and the Windrush generation to come later in the month.